and then the journal would publish your article, charge you a page fee for for publishing it, and then turn around and sell it to your library or to you as a for a. Uh, are you guys still there? Yeah. Holy shit! I think we're Larry, here. Larry's we're going here. down. Can you guys, guys hear me? Yes. Yep. Larry's going down. Larry. Wow. This. I got the. I can't. I can't see you. I feel like I just Larry just butt dialed us. Thing I've ever seen. My Wait. hangout. Okay, now you're back. Larry. He must have gone I over got his the... hangout minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Larry's getting throttled. Please. Guys, it's Wednesday, April 18th, 2012. My name's Matt Lee, and this is yet another tech show. It's Yats. Joining me tonight, we got Aunt Pruitt. What's up, man? What's going on, Matt? We got Larry Press. Howdy. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm good. And we got special guest filling in for Mike Rothman's spot, Carrie Head. What's up, Carrie? How do, guys? Hey, who who is this guy? Who Who's this guy? Tell us about yourself just real quick. Oh, sure. I've... Just been in the IT industry for as long as I can remember, which is probably since Aunt Pruitt was about ten years old. Knee high to a to a Dell multi tower. That's right. And uh, been uh, getting involved with the new domain and joining all the uh, the tech scene and the writing and hopefully getting learning a little bit from you guys on the podcasting side and grow up a little bit on that. Well, very cool, man. Welcome welcome to Yats. You guys at home listening can check us out on iTunes. Search for Yet Another Tech Show. And check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com. All the social stuff is there uh, on the site. You can friend us and follow us and like us and all that other stuff. Um, did you guys want to start out talking about, real quick, it was the 100th anniversary of the Titanic just going down. Uh, I saw an interesting uh, piece online about... James Cameron, he's like way into this, you know, underwater exploration and, and submarines and all that stuff. And I guess he, he made this basically, it's called James Cameron's Final Word. You know, it's pretty interesting. I, I have a book from being in grade school from like the, the Scholastic Book Club thing. And it was written by the guy that in 1985, uh, him and his group discovered the, the Titanic wreck down under, underwater there. And like some of the the pictures are in there and everything, but yeah, pretty interesting. Um, did you have something? And you guys been keeping up with that, Ant? I have not, but James Cameron is doing his quote unquote final word. I mean, is this more about James Cameron or is this more about the Titanic? It's, it's more about. Did ti- he really need to do something else, man? He did it, and it it's done. It it's aired and everything, but it's like him and a bunch of like naval engineers and specialists and guys that were recreating you know the titanic for the movie and they were basically like redoing the animation of the part the scene in the movie where it goes up and sinks and they're trying to get it exactly right as to how it how the debris field ended up to be how it was found and 
and how the the ship ripped apart and everything. It was kind of interesting, actually. But a lot of it was kind of like, I'm James Cameron, I'm rich and a cool explorer, and you're not, so check this out. It it, kind of had that vibe to it. You know, on on NPR the other day, they said he just set the world record for depth in the ocean. Yeah, he sent a tweet. I don't remember how far it was, but... From underwater. Yeah, he tweeted. He tweeted. He tweeted from the the lowest place anybody had ever been. It was in 140 characters. It said, "Get me the f out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I saw something on um, the Google TV this weekend. Um, I believe it was Smithsonian. It was someone to you know of that level, and they were doing a lot of the recreation stuff and found a bunch of different pieces that they hadn't seen before that sort of filled in the gaps on how it all collapsed and so forth. And yeah, it did look pretty interesting, you know, I mean, it's a piece of our history, back, you know, I th- yeah, well, next my, my interest was Pete when the movie came out years ago and, and watching all of that behind the scenes stuff there and the research they, they used to put that behind the scenes stuff together, you know, it, next, I think they should go after recreating the challenger and how that all happened. You know, I think I, that would be a lot harder. I'd like to see, I'd like to see that though. I still can never remember that what year that was though. I was five when that happened. I remember pieces of it fell in a place by where I used to live down in Lancaster, and they named the the road Challenger Way. That's really? all I remember of it. <laughs> you were Larry. You remember that? Yeah, I remember it for sure. I don't I don't remember how old I was though. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I know the one thing I remember is my wife was my wife. And she was in South America at the time, and and like we talked her, that was probably pre-Skype, so maybe we talked on the phone. But yeah, I remember that she was away, and it was pretty dramatic. Those pictures, man, you saw them over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was heavy. Back to tech. Do you guys want to start? I know this is everyone's sick of talking about it, but everyone still has to talk about it because it kind of affects all of us. Um, I think John C. Dvorak mentioned that after Sopa and Pippa was defeated and the internet was having the big party and throwing cats in the air, he's like, you know, they'll be back. This is this is not anywhere close to being the end of of the government and trying to f over your internet rights. You know, they'll be back, and uh, they're back with a little something called CISPA. Um, you want to give us a quick breakdown on just uh, in in layman's terms exactly what this means, uh, Carrie? You've been following this, right? Yeah, I've been following it a little bit, and uh, yeah, we were talking right before the show started about the differences between SOPA and CISPA. SOPA was originally designed to be an attack on online piracy. That's what the name meant, Stop Online Piracy Act. And it was really aimed to get the private organizations and the government together to stop online piracy by doing by allowing the government to take down sites and domains that were contributing to piracy because as we know in that in that ted talk copyright math the the companies are losing i mean negative employment numbers (laughs) they're losing (laughs) negative oh man it's they like it to be a bigger problem than it actually is and rather than fix business models they would just prosecute but anyway so the new attempt is the new, the new attempt is CISPA, and it basically gives government and private organizations the exact same authority overall, but under a different guise. This time we're trying to stop 
the cyber terrorists. Oh, I was going to say I was going to say Ooh, child yeah. porn. They haven't got to the child <laughs> porn thing yet. <laughs> That's next. <laughs> That's what they always do when when all else fails, they say this will stop child porn and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I hate child porn. Let's vote for that." And then they sneak in whatever they want. It's dirty tactic for sure, but that's the people we vote for, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, from a what does it allow them to do and how can you stop it if it gets enacted? Not really a big difference between SOPA and CISPA there. Yeah, so there I, somebody can accuse you and there's no uh, no judicial review or anything. Well, one of the provisions is that they don't even have to tell you that they've started sharing information. So your employer, okay. Facebook, the government decide that they want to investigate you because maybe you've started doing something that you shouldn't be doing, and they can start a file and interact with each other, and you don't even know about it. How is that different from before? When they started a file, they like called you and was like, Mr. Lee, we are hereby... Right now at 1240 whatever we're starting your file. So well, watch your back. If if they ask AT&T to give to give up your phone records and your text records, AT&T can notify you and let you know. Ah. No, but like but, if they do a wiretap on a, a suspected mafia guy or something, they don't tell him. They well, a, wi- it, right? a wiretap but you is have, different but than you have, a, to, just... you have to have a warrant. A judge's signature. sounds like it's something you can just kind of, you know, if uh, MPAA decides that they don't want you to be investigated, they can do it without a warrant. So to the cooking? to the normal end user, uh, the, the you and me and people listening, what, what does this mean for them in the long run? Just less privacy online, Big Brother spying on them or what? Well, it seems unlikely that it's going to end up being a, a big data type collection where they're going to gather everything they, that you never wanted them to know about your personal life, uh, you know, where the, the government ends up finding out who's having affairs with whom, who's trying to cheat on their taxes, probably because there's just not enough resources to do that kind of di- uh, data mining on all that information. What it probably will mean for most end users is that like a like a no-fly list, if you get on the wrong list at the wrong time, it's probably going to be months and months and months of headaches where you don't have any recourse because the presumption is that they can take down your email, they can take down any of your websites, and you have to show that they need to give it back rather than the other way around. Well, that's kind of annoying, is it not? And <laughs> Good grief, man. What, seriously? What is going on with, with, I mean, we already know that there is no such thing as privacy anyway, but this is, this is more and more of a reason that people want to think about encryption and, and think and, about and maybe what they put out on the web, you know, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter or whatever. Well, I mean, think about what just, most people rely on for email. It's Gmail, it's MSN, Hotmail, yes. I mean, whatever. That's... You, the only way to really be safe from this is to have your own email server that's in your house, not right. a hosted solution, because they can get subpoenaed. Like you have to right. pretty much own your data. No cloud services. You have to own your data. But that's, I mean, how many people you know, are that then, paranoid what's about? The fine it? With, what's the fine line with that? You know, running a server on out of your house, you're still pl- paying some type of provider. Well, listen, for and it's it's not in my house. It's in my bomb bunker. <laughs> 
Yeah, but seriously, it's going to cost you <laughs> way more money to do that because you gotta you gotta get. But then, who sniffs that traffic? The ISP, unless you encrypt everything that leaves your your place. Right, that's what I was getting at. You know, yep. somebody's got to transport it from your server to the cloud. You know, so you put that. in your own what <laughs> CDMA <laughs> microcell or how do you? Yeah, let me go get me several yards of fiber and run it from <laughs> from down the street, you know. Build when, my own fiber network. Do you see any chance of this going through? Because I, I read something the other day that uh, the the Google heads were saying how they were getting worried about how how the how the openness of the internet was going to remain open and that there were these dark powers at work that were absolutely being evil and you know, if they're uncomfortable, that doesn't make me very comfortable because they have all my stuff. They do, exactly. So can we rely on Google to light up some dark fiber and make a dark net that we can all transfer to eventually when the government completely overruns the regular Internet? Which no, is- probably not. But, uh, you know, maybe James Cameron was down in the Marianas Trench laying some new fiber for us. <laughs> that would have been nice, right? <laughs> hey, James, on your way down. Hey, could you take this for us? <laughs> Take this for us. Just drop it and drag it. We'll, we'll meet you in Canada. You, know, you guys are beating up on the government, but the government's not doing this autonomously. Is is this? It's a, the association. Is this the child of MPAA? I mean, the government does what the lobbyists tell them to do, right? This isn't an. This is happening at their behest. Well, you know, I think the government's Google, the government's worried about prostitution purchasing Secret Service agents at the moment. But when they're done with that case, I'm sure they'll get back to to our our privacy rights and how they're going to trench all over them. That's true. But yeah, who you is know, you, this? You guys, Who's... you guys are worried about the government. What if Google decides that you can't see your Gmail tomorrow? I mean, well, then I'll use you, MSN. You know. But yeah, no. I mean, but they've got yeah, they've obviously. got all your stuff. Google can disenfranchise you with the flick of a switch. For sure, there's not even anybody to talk. But to you know me. what, Larry? Google likes me. Google wants to serve Google ads like, to me, and they're not evil. Google not wants evil to either, predict right? my every want and whim. But all seriously, right. like who who is is this? Is the the record companies in the mu- uh, the movie industry who Facebook got on board with this? And then Facebook is supporting this thing. Yeah, didn't you read that? Didn't did they come out and re? Did they pull a GoDaddy yet, <laughs> or not yet? Are we still waiting no, on it? Yeah, they. No one's really gotten to that point because it just hasn't created the kind of backlash that SOPA did. They were on demand progress mm-hmm. with a big picture of Mark Zuckerberg that says, "I support CISPA." Oh my oh, goodness! Wow. I got to find out what CISPA is all about. That's serious. You know, when Google says that they're worried about the internet getting too crowded up or cut up that to me i'm here going by the way that to me sounds more like they don't like walled gardens like apple and facebook than they're worried about the government one check this out larry out of the list of 28 corporate sponsors of cispa including facebook google is not not helping not sponsoring it at all i would hope right thank you they're calling this SOPA 2. <laughs> the That's sequel. what it sounds like. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to share on the internet, it's SOPA 2. Ah. <laughs> They're it's back. Terrible. They're back. Oh, no. You know, Matt, you were talking about the email, but 
you know, it's more than email nowadays. Because oh, it's everything. If you're like me, it's not just your email because you've got box.net or Dropbox or clouds. Yeah. It's you know, everything. Just your regular files are sitting out there. If you use Google Apps, all your documents. All my rap all lyrics, <laughs> all our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so CISPA stands for Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act, if we didn't mention that. Uh, it primarily protects Internet companies that share private data and communications with the government. It promotes digital spying on citizens without a warrant under the guise of cybersecurity. The buzzword of the moment is cybersecurity. Wah, wah, cybersecurity. <laughs> the spying. Enough said. The spying. Without a warrant. You yep. know, without yeah, a warrant. The spying and communication interception in this instance would be done by government entities such as your and my favorite, Homeland Security. Yeah, big round of applause for the guys in black suits. What's up? Uh, their prowess and nuanced understanding of the internet and concern for citizens' digital rights is legendary. <laughs> Thank you, Violet Blue on ZDNet. That is beautifully put. <sighs> so yeah, this and, doesn't sound like it's tied to copyright. This is like wiretapping. Yeah, this Warrantless is ev- wiretapping. It's everything. Right? Gee, that sounds that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Wireless warrant tap, wire, uh, warrantless wiretapping. Yeah. <laughs> that was Bush too. <laughs> now, see, how does this trickle down to companies like AT and T and Verizon? Yeah, you know, <laughs> they do it, and then they get a guarantee of a free walk in case somebody comes after them. It's the same. Yeah. It, this sounds just yeah. like the wireless, the wiretapping thing a couple mm-hmm. years ago. This says it's starting to eerily sound like what happened with Homeland Security and the TSA all over again, where no terrorists are actually stopped and the system has become synonymous with words like privacy violation and theft and, quote, abuse. (laughs) This is terrible, guys. This is depressing. But seriously, if we stop this one and throw a bunch of money at it and make it go away, then what? What's the next one? Like you say, child, child porn. porn, right? Child the, porn. The, the stop, stop child pornography. Stop act. online child. The so piss puck. <laughs> yeah, hey, we got to come up with an acronym for that one. They're gonna want to see what's on Ant's hard drive. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that is no. <laughs> I just hey, I don't want to see it. Facebook. <laughs> I don't understand, like what what Facebook. Like how yeah, they we... can, how they can, be cool with this. I, I don't know. Oh well. All right. Well, let's move on and and talk about these are indeed dire times, and you know that when you have to virus check your Apple OS X <laughs> installation. Hey guys, how's life on the other side? Is that grass greener still? All of the hipsters are just screaming and yelling bloody murder. Why do you like <laughs> Apple? Oh, because it's, it's impervious to... Ex- oh, shit, I just got pwned. Hmm. Well... <laughs> <laughs> and now there's two flavors to choose from. Not only malware, but also Trojans. Sweet. You know, it's... But that's the thing. They're not... 
Well, man, I really shouldn't say it that way. But say it. A lot of the Apple users are in mm-hmm. the train of thought, just like you said. You know, we're we're more secure, but they don't necessarily know what that means. But we're more secure through mm-hmm. lots of years of getting our butts handed to us by you know viruses that are trying to wipe our hard drives. Like we're hardened war vets in this game. <laughs> Apple's just like crawling out of the womb. Like, hey, world, oh, pwned. <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah. It's you got to get them used to it, and they're not. And they've been computing a certain way for so long. It's it's muscle memory, man. They're they're in that frame where they 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 can live on the edge and not worry. These are the same people that are still going to fall for the phishing emails. You know, yeah. The, yeah. what was it, the the Verizon one that happened last? Yeah, we week? mentioned that on Attack of the Androids. I got that, and I forwarded it to my mom, being like, "Why is our phone bill over nine hundred dollars?" <laughs> Oops. You know, and people are gonna gonna click on that and go just dive right in, just dumping all the information they need. Oh, it asked me to background. log in. Okay, I'll log yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it know, wants my credit Trojan card is number. Just doing his thing, doing his thing, and just ripping off every little keystroke. You know, but again, it's all just ignorance, and I don't think this. I don't think it's excusable. Well, is it their fault though, or is it the fault of the maker saying our computers are not not prone to these things? Go ahead, live live crazy. Okay, I'm going to blame it on Tim Cook. Then it's his fault. <laughs> Let's just blame Apple in general and move on. Yeah, I blame it on him. It's his fault. So you this know, one but... is backdoor.osx.sabpub.a, and it spreads through Java exploits. We all now, love to, those because unless Apple's you're running, credit, they did to their to their credit, they did release a patch to sure. fix this. You know, but, I would hope. But still, man, it, it, it's. But these things, dude, these are a dime a dozen. You can write simple Java exploits that pop your web script to another page that starts downloading, and boom, pwned. Like all, you of, think it's, this is gonna grow. Oh, oh, this is only the beginning, dude. Once people people are like, oh, hey, did you hear? There's back there's back doors. If there's this one, I wonder what else is in there. Oh dude, it's it's on. Yeah. Why did it start now and not six months ago or two years ago on the Mac? Mass adoption? Because of market share. Just the market share? Has it gone up so dramatically? I mean they Apple has made a killing in the last year at least. Just you know, number one, that stu- stupid iPad for one thing, but that yeah. MacBook, everybody's grabbing those, you know? Yeah, it's the college kid. It's the college kid computer of choice. Is it really taking off? Hey, Hey, don't don't honestly. I take a MacBook. (laughs) Don't 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 call the iPad stupid in front of my wife. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it is a great machine, but I'm Android for life. I probably shouldn't have said that on the air either, huh? I got a tattoo and everything. <laughs> Go for it. You didn't say it on the air, but just make sure my wife's not listening. Yeah. Here, here come the, the raging comments now on yats.com. <laughs> and what's funny is that these these aren't really designed to like mess your stuff up. Like they're they're trying to be stealth, and then they're hitting websites of choice. It seems like the last round was what a bunch of uh, Tibetan websites or something. Yeah, things that trying to take down the Tibetan monks. What's up with that? <laughs> Thought those we're guys all were about peace, calm and peaceful, <laughs> man. Now that sounds like something China'd be behind. If you guys want to get paranoid, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't sub- China's the reason I use two-factor authentication on my Gmail account? <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh, yes. 
No, this is this is the new this is the new world for Mac users, though. Welcome to where we've been for all this time. It's not going to stop for them. No, but does do they have something to learn from us? Like maybe some some better computing habits or? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, when it, whether it's Windows or or Mac, it all comes down to to the user. You know, if the user's doing what they need to do, keep up to date on their their virus security and their operating system updates, and they're not opening stuff that yeah, they just weren't expecting, sense. then you're probably going to be okay. And, yeah, I think Mac users have had a free pass and felt like they could do whatever they wanted to for the longest time, and now it's time to learn some better habits. Maybe. Just maybe that was all part of the hacker's master plan. And they're like, look, we're not going to touch this operating system for like 10 years, okay? And then in 2012, in 2012, you watch. I'm going to have the biggest botnet you've ever seen of shiny Apple (laughs) MacBooks just raging hell down on the government's computers. It's a sleeper cell of Mac users. Right? (laughs) Of Mac hackers. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let's move on. Uh, there was the Google Drive announcement. Is anybody excited for this thing? Have they announced it? Uh, Is it it's like going to be. It's going to get launched, what? It was supposed to be this week. Maybe this week's not over quite yet. Who knows? I uh, thought it was supposed to be today, but I never really I've read Tuesday. I've, I've read Wednesday. I've read just this week. Um, what'd you, you posted this, Carrie. What, what, what do you think about this? Is it going to put us off of Dropbox? Well, I think it depends. You know, they're talking about five gigabytes, which is much better than the two gigabytes you get by default from from Dropbox. You know, as a I, I'm a Google Google Apps user with my business, so absolutely, with this when this thing comes out, I'm going to be moving over and uh, and trying to use it. It works with my Google Docs, have everything there, synchronize it with my Android. Absolutely. Now I have a question. Uh, Do you know Google, you can go like, uh, I I did it through Picasa and for photos. They had this thing where you could pay five bucks a year, I think it was, and get like 20 gigs. Is that going to, are they going to continue those subscriptions and and put it towards this or is that going to be something completely different? I think it's going to be different. I think they're, they're going after the Dropbox users. But as we've seen with Google Plus and Picasa, Expect them to integrate all of that at some point down the road. I don't want to have to. Difference. I don't want to have to buy my my twenty gigs of photo yeah. storage and then have to get you know this storage. I hope they they combine it all. Yeah, it should. It doesn't make sense that it, like how much storage do you get with a Gmail account? Two gigs, I think. Is that all, or is it seven? I thought it was seven or so. Yeah, seven gigs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah see, because I mean, mine this, shows. You know up. what this feels like? It feels like your phone, like the phone company. You know, oh, voice voice bits. We charge different for voice bits than we do for, you know, picture bits. I don't and, know, though, Larry, because oh, mine shows up in my Gmail. It says I'm using 5 gigs out of 27.5 gigs. So that's the 20 that I so purchased. So you've got a total... Uh, yeah, I mean, see, it it's just be one certain big amount, whatever it is, whether 20, they charge for it or not. 20 gigs for 5 bucks a year. That's in... Google Storage. It's shared between Gmail, Picasa Web, and Google Docs. Okay. So if it's now, shared with yeah. Google Docs, it it has to be part of Drive, right? Because that's I, w- I would think so. So you've got essentially twenty to use what for whatever you want, right? And I, I initially got it for, for for Google Drive. I initially got it for photos because I use Google, I used to use Picasa and Web Albums a bunch for for everything. Uh-huh. So 
Well, that's kind of cool yeah. though. So hopefully it'll come out. And they they said that it'll have a. Uh, It'll have support for uh, desktop folders on both your Mac and your Windows machines, so that's kind of cool. Nice, it would be cool, and I think it's good. it's a lot part of a larger push by Google <laughs> to really become a single source of, of of your 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 cloud services for people. You look at Chrome OS uh, is you know looking to be browser only. If you've got twenty gigabytes or more of storage on the web. You've got all your photos, your email, everything's on the That's your hard cloud. drive, Carrie. That's it your is. netbook hard drive right there. It certainly is. I mean in the cloud. You should be able to store most with the music, Google Music. I think they're really looking to build an integrated service where you don't even really need to have much of a machine except for for what CPU you need. Assuming, assuming your connectivity is ubiquitous. And we've seen them yes. rolling out free connectivity in India. They're, they're starting to test yeah. out that. We, we kind of talked about that on Attack the Androids that, you know, here's, here's Google coming and saying, you know, here's, here's all of these great web services. And if you live in India, here's a free way to get to them. It's, right. it's kind of the whole package. Yeah, they're doing that Kansas City thing too. Are people going to have to? How much are people going to have to pay for the gig? It's going to be free, but you'll have to you'll have to view an ad every five minutes. <laughs> oh well, that's worth it, I guess. You know, you know. Back to where we started, though. I mean, what if you guys are going to have your whole life sitting on Google's server? Uh, what if Google decides, you know, there's something your account's been compromised or? Are you at all scared about being kind of dependent upon them that way? I am a bit, but having the multi-factor authentication and having, uh, I don't know, just being a, a mindful user, like I, I'm connected to it in a lot of ways with Android on my phone and, you know, everything I use is, it's really easy though when you, you know, get a new phone or you break something, like your stuff is there. When I flash my computer, like most of no, my I, stuff all is that, right I there. I can understand that stuff's all really cool, but what if for some reason... Oh yeah, you're uh, completely screwed. Google, but it, yeah, it, what if, if you know? What if Google's charging for something and you miss your payment and oh shit, they just turn it off. If at that point uh, comes, yeah. I would hope that the government does its job and maybe steps in and keeps that in check, which I have no faith in whatsoever. Really, but if that day it. comes, I have a feeling we'll have bigger problems yeah. on our hands than oh no, my pictures, I can't get my pictures. Yeah, in short, we're screwed. Yeah, no, and it won't be your pictures. It'll be it'll be like it'll you be know, everything. Your business records. Yeah. Your, it'll be everything. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at this, and and I'm assuming this is Google's answer to Apple's iCloud as well as Amazon's. Um, was it the EC3 service that yeah. they offer? Well, you know, I don't. I mean, they're, they're doing their best trying to catch up with everyone. And, yes. You know, having all of these uh, different. Android handsets out there. That's just one more link to um, for all these users to add their stuff out there. And people like Matt and Carrie and myself, you know, we're not totally dependent on it. It's probably our three tier backup solution. You know. Yeah, I mean, you could easily make the switch to something else. It would be a pain in the butt, but you know, you can do it. You're it, dumb. It, You're dumb if you keep all of your stuff and that's the only copy of it. Like that's just that's asking for trouble. You have to have it in yeah. other places, but you can rely on one heavily and only use you know those services and you know. And then they're giving away what was it potentially five gigs right there? Yeah. My next question is, how come? A 500 gig hard drive is costing me $60 right now. Where is Google getting this storage from? You know? Right. 
<laughs> they're building like petabyte drive docks just all day long or something. Man, I, I just want to. I just want a hard drive for my system down here, and, they, and this. But then that that asks stuff. the question. Then it can you can you get by on a simple say a twenty gig SSD and then rely solely on let's say Netflix for your video storage or whatever you want to call that and Google and Box and Dropbox for everything else. Could you live a, a productive online life that way? I can vote for one. I I don't have twenty. I've got like I have used an SSD in my laptop for the last oh shit I don't know year and a half or two. And it's 256, but it's half full. And I've got stuff on servers at school. I got stuff on Google. Yeah, I, it's 256 is more than I need for what I do. Now I don't do tons of big video or something. But if I did, I'd have them somewhere else. I wouldn't have them in my SSD. No one will ever need more than 60. Okay. That's <laughs> moving on. And do you want to talk about some Google Maps stuff? Uh, Google Maps was updated for Android, got some more stability, a little quicker loading, better GPS lock, I guess. Um, you're kind of wondering what? Well, yes. well, number one, I'm glad that they updated it because mine was forced closing every single time I launched it here recently. Really? Yeah, every I time I launched it, it would force close on the first first launch. You know now it's it's much better now, much better since that update. But um, I started thinking about that um, because I use my GPS fairly, fairly often, and um, I know a couple people that have all of those Garmin's and those uh, dash-mounted GPS systems, even though they have a smartphone. And it made me wonder what is the market going on for just standard GPS users out there. I know that there's going to be a lot of elderly people that don't have the smartphones and don't Well, have... let me ask you, though. I've never messed with a, an actual head unit, but are do those do those GPS systems, like, are they for real GPS, or do they take time to lock and everything like the phone? Because I can see maybe sometimes you don't want to sit and wait for your phone to lock, and maybe sometimes the phone doesn't get a satellite lock. Like, are the Garmin headsets or the Magellans, like, do those lock every time 100% or, like, is it? It, it, depend, it depends on the model because I've seen it with both. And so maybe it's a reliability issue. Yeah. And I, then the next thing is those, those, those devices are just like the phones. They have to have their firmware updated just like a phone does. Well, yeah, you're supposed to plug them into the computer and you got to update maps. That's, that's why yeah. I like the, the Google Maps or OpenStreetMaps because yeah. they're, yeah. you know, they're always being updated. But I, I just started wondering, you know, what is what is going on with those guys in their market? Are they starting to look yeah, like man. the camera market now yeah. where, you know, nobody's really buying point-and-shoot cameras because of camera phones? Are, are anybody out there buying these standalone uh, head unit GPS systems now? Larry has one. No, <laughs> I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, do I do guys, have a, but I do have a point-and-shoot camera. <laughs> you know, but we'll see, Matt. I'm, I'm assuming you use yours fairly, fairly often. Because yeah, like your, I, um, I run Waze yeah, all day. That social driving app, and it, yeah. like, I, I don't use. I mean, I don't know. It, but there, then again, you have the reliability issue. I mean, more times than not, you'll get a lock. But maybe you're having some some solar flare activity or just whatever. There's. The you know it's good to have a backup I guess but I I yeah. don't personally I just use a regular map book if I need to. Yeah. When's the I, last time I saw a map? <laughs> got one in my work truck. <laughs> What's that, Carrie? 
I was just going to say, Anthony, that I think most of their customers right now are going to be in commercial fleets. Yeah, good call. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, built in FedEx. Although that's going to be a small window too, because at at some point it's just going to make a lot more sense for the commercial fleets to have a tablet locked in there, so that they can get more than just map updates. You know what? I've begged, I've begged my boss to let me cut a ten inch disc slot into my truck console to put my tablet. (laughs) I thought that would be so perfect to just have it mounted there. He said, I, I believe I read in Information Week, waste management was doing that. They have um, mounted Android tablets in theirs. Um, they thought about doing the iPad, but they had a little more flexibility with the um, with the Android tablets and um, customizing an app for them for their particular business and using the GPS system as well as mapping out um, whatever customer issues that they got. I don't know what kind of customers waste management. Would well, have, I always but, thought in, in our business, at least for like water softeners, the biggest problem is having the new guy to deliver the salt for the softener tanks, having him find the stuff. So I, I, I had an idea that you could put either our fid chips or some sort of little signal on each of the salt tanks. And then you have your map uh-huh. system. And not only does it take you to the house, but it'll show you in the house where that tank's where at. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, it seems, I mean, it's useful for stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know. It's niche. Yeah, that just struck my nerve when I got that update. You know, another mindless thought by Ant Pruitt. Well, speaking of mindless <laughs> thoughts, Sprint is finally coming out with the Galaxy Nexus. Who's excited for that? Oh, wait, we've already had them for like the last, oh, I don't know, six months. Yeah, really? Seriously, Sprint? But now, yeah, you, <laughs> Carrie had a, a good point that, you know, there's two banging phones coming out. Those, That's not his word. That was my word, banging. But <laughs> these, I mean, you word. got, what, the 1X, which looks pretty sexy. And you got the S3 that's rumored to be announced, what, May 3rd in London? Yeah, I think that sounds right. How sexy is that 1X, though, if it's not running a quad? It's running dual. Are you, well, going, are you going for pure processor power? Because that quad's going to eat that battery up pretty quick. Oh, who cares? 4G does anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so put the quad on top of the 4G on top of lighting up any part of that beautiful screen. And what? <laughs> <laughs> what are what are you using for a battery? <laughs> die hard. Nothing less than 12 volt <laughs> die hard. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed nah, a thousand they've starts. They've got a smaller model you carry in a backpack. <laughs> I've seen that. So which phone are you excited about, Carrie? I'm excited about the Galaxy uh, S3. What do you want over th- what? What's better about the S3 than the the Galaxy Nexus? Well, the thing that I'm excited about with the S3 is, is just the hardware, for the most part, or at least the rumored hardware. And that you know, is, I like, the, I like the idea of the quad core. I like the um, it's going to have an eight megapixel camera, assuming everything that we know about. This it. is all rumor, highly this speculative rumor. <laughs> rumor. Uh, but with the, what, but I believe the HTC One X has an eight megapixel camera on it, and uh, it seems unlikely that they're going to come out with something significantly less. Uh, this is Samsung's answer to the uh, to what they expect is going to be the iPhone five. Uh, so I, I'm looking for most of what we've seen in terms of rumors to be accurate. Um, 
I'm bummed out that the Galaxy Nexus is a hundred bucks cheaper <laughs> on that than it was <laughs> when I got mine. It's not nice. But, but I guess the question is, you know, with with you know the Galaxy Nexus is Google's flagship phone. It was this supposed to be supposed to be the supposed to be the one. But with these two devices coming out, all the problems that they had with both the uh, the Galaxy Nexus that's already out and the Nexus S, uh, both the regular and the 4G, what advantage does Google have over the Samsung and the HTC models, if anything? Google said, wait till you see our new Motorola phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's... It's anyone's guess. It's all never-ending, though, isn't it? Like you guys are talking about quad-core. Are your current phones slow? You know, can are I there tell apps you something? That could use more speed. My I mean, quad-core I- Transformer Prime lags more than my dual-core Galaxy Nexus, and it's all about Probably. in the software. For you some reason, the Tegra Three, uh, you know, and this whatever's in this Galaxy Nexus, yeah, uh, it runs it better. I don't know. It's well, weird. you got a bigger screen. Do you have more pixels on that screen? They're both. They're both the same. Okay. But yeah, certain things. Like the Gmail app. The Gmail app is crashing and buggy as heck right now on the Prime, but it runs perfect on the Nexus. So it's got to be in the processor. They're both running ICS. One's 4.02, one's 4.03. Well, you so. say that, Matt, but uh, I'm, I'm wondering if some of that isn't an Asus problem. Uh, I've got the original Asus Transformer, and ever since the ICS upgrade, before the ICS upgrade, it was running smooth as Perfect, now, right? Yep. Oh, it was wonderful. Same with Absolutely this. Absolutely wonderful. Once it updated, and we followed it quite a bit on, on Attack of the Androids just because I was so frustrated with it and playing with these updates and watching it get better and then watching it get worse. And I felt like I, I spent, and this was echoed throughout the XDA developer community on this thread, that we just spent $500 to beta test this thing for ICS, for Asus. Thanks. Yeah. But no, they, and they've really fallen down on that because Asus had generally had a good uh, user reviews on getting updates out quickly and having solid firmware updates well and solid hardware like my my asus netbook is perfect it runs backtrack at dual boots win seven like everything on it runs flawless and then i get this thing expecting the same functioning quality and i just completely disappointed like it runs good now i i'd still like an upgrade to the tf701 when that comes out but you know wish in one hand <laughs> but so <laughs> i always get asked and i'm sure you guys hear this but it, it everybody always asks well what phone should i get now or what tablet should i get now and it's always kind of an ongoing whack-a-mole type setup. Yeah, totally. Would you say wait for the S3 or pick up a Nexus, get a Prime? What do you think, Carrie? Wow. You know, I don't really see any any value again in the Galaxy Nexus. If you were getting a phone now and you're looking at these other phones coming out, unless you just feel like you can't wait. That's, yeah, it's the can't wait phone for sure. yeah. You know, unless you're just one of those people that needs a smartphone just to have a smartphone for the occasional use and you want the battery to last forever, you know, as as we were talking earlier, you know, that quad core is probably going to eat up the battery. For me, that's not a big deal. I just, if I'm at my desk, I plug my phone in and let it recharge. But if you're a person that needs to have some form of connectivity throughout an entire day without recharging, it might be a better 
idea. You know, sometimes fondling the phones isn't enough. What do you think you of the Razer Max? You have an idea of how which, you're going to use it. Which, of the you? applications that you use, which, <laughs> yeah. one, which, which applications that you use will benefit from extra speed? Angry Birds Space, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to ask? I mean, come on. No, is that it? Like, Let's get it's, real. Seriously, I'm. I really. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm about to buy. My wife really wants an iPhone. I'll probably get an Android phone, unless you guys think that's opening. Any up any one of these Tegra three games, Dead Space, you know, they the Need for Speed, Shadow Gun, Riptide GP. It's. I think it's really honestly. It's mostly a game thing. I think it's Dual Core is more than enough to run any kind of productivity app, any kind of camera app to do video maybe it's nice when you're playing video back i i don't know it, i don't notice I was the difference say video definitely considering you think how that maxes watches on my phone it it it's does it's that max definitely a... nice to have a better processor on my phone but honestly now honestly is the video in encoding decoding is that maxing out a dual core even i don't think it is I... I don't think it is either. I've like got the a Nexus house and it works fine. Maybe if I want to render a video on my tablet while I'm playing Shadowrun. <laughs> <You're Shadow Gun. laughs> while I'm having a Google chat, perhaps. Well, maybe maybe right. I'm not one to ask considering I'm still on an old phone. While I'm know, synced but... to my Google glasses, perhaps. <laughs> Skyping in, perhaps. Yeah, who knows? It's all about just being like, check out my benchmark. Yeah. That's yeah, right. I know. What's it's up? It's really cool that I. There's no way I'm going to get my wife to wait until anything. She's ready, um, and she's going to do an iPhone no matter what I do. Well, right. that's. Uh, I, don't, I don't guess. Should I feel badly? I guess you know, if she I'm got an Android phone, like Larry. Honestly, yeah. if she got an Android phone, all of her girl lady friends would just pick on her. So I don't blame her. It's it's wow. a peer pressure yeah. thing. So, yeah, no, she loves her iPad, so she thinks. That's a good point. Target demographic, man. Yeah, no, it's not a demographic thing. It's an iPad thing. She thinks the iPad's so cool. She figures the iPhone's got to be cool. You, you know what it is? Is There's actually a, a hormonal, emotional reaction ah. that occurs with the iOS devices. It's absolutely <laughs> true. I had, my wife had an HTC Evo, and she complained incessantly. Every time one little thing would go wrong, you know, an app would close, but it would close gracefully and you have to reopen it. But she complained out the wazoo. I finally broke down, got her the iPhone 4S for Christmas. Now she has got, she has missed email, she has missed phone calls, <laughs> she'll get the same text message 20 times in a row. But she looks yeah, good. Just, I love this phone. Oh my gosh, I love this phone. She looks good doing it, right? That's all that it, it matters. Absolutely. It is, it is a non-rational decision to get an iPhone. You can look at this shiny Apple logo while I'm gracefully missing your messages and phone calls. It says it all. That's hilarious, man. That's hilarious. All right. You want to mention this? Uh, you saw the hologram at the Coachella event. We're bringing back Tupac. We're bringing back dead rappers via holographic technology. And me this being thing, a rapper myself, I can't be more thrilled about this because when I die, <laughs> I can't wait to have them bring me back in a hologram so that I can just hang out in Google Plus Hangouts and... And rap. There, Did you guys a, see how good that thing looks? I want to perform songs I've never performed before and be really creepy because I'm dead. 
That's the thing. It, it was it was it was nice, but it was creepy because it it really looked good. You know, whoever coded that thing, man, it, it really looked good. It really had his Tupac's mannerisms and everything and and I started thinking, you know, what's the next level for this holograms technology, you know? And and well, how are they going to start doing hologram wanna... concerts? You know, you know, will will there be a, a an Elvis Presley concert? Hey, in the Aunt, future? have you ever watched Metalocalypse? I have not. Oh, well, I say it'd be like that. If anybody's <laughs> seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I whatever that, that is, I need to see that. Adult but I started swim. thinking a little more about you know if if they can have a concert like that. It was him and was it Snoop Dogg? I believe. Yeah, and Dre. And, yeah, and people paid money to see this concert. I don't know if they knew Tupac was going to quote unquote show up in this particular set, but who's to put it past a promoter to say, "Hey, you know, we're going to do a show that's just from the greatest hits of so and so, and we'll put it all on the big screen and have this hologram show and charge, you know, fifty bucks a ticket." Well, think of it you this know? way: if you could go back and see like a Jim Morrison performance or like some sort of Pink Floyd performance or anything. But even one step further in the quality and convenience of your own home, like I mean, right. this this technology is easily you know you could do all sorts of stuff like that with it. Right. You know. Then I started thinking about with with Larry and the way college is now. There's so much going on with online classes and virtual classrooms and mm-hmm. things of that nature. You know. You know. What about having having a professor? just hologram and, and their whiteboard and so forth. Is that possible? It probably is, but how far away are we from that? And but what you know, effect I, I, will that have on the bricks and mortar college campuses, you know? But in well, school, brick- are you focusing on the professor or are you focusing on the, the content, the concepts and the, the, the knowledge that he's trying to convey to you? Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think seeing the guy. I don't think seeing the guy adds much. Well, I just think of it. If you're spending all this money on that technology just to project a teacher there, like why aren't you just yeah. putting interactive things right in front of their face? You know, something like that with with yeah. it. Yeah. But this this really was agree. done. Seeing the guy. Seeing the guy. Even a still picture or, or a headshot or something right. doesn't add. This this Tupac one was done by AV Concepts, and they pulled together old footage and created an animation that incorporated characteristics of how he moved. And like, you can make, I mean, you can make people say things that they're not really saying. If, I mean, a lot of the mouth movements are, are the same for different yeah. sounds. No, there's a whole lot of CG. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They're using now you, just, just, you know, to, movies. to go back to what Ant was saying though, rather than show the professor, Maybe you show Abraham Lincoln giving the Gettysburg Address or something. You show other, there's a lot of things you could do other than music or professors giving lectures. Yeah, you, you show I, the scenes was... play out, and you show the models, and you show the the interactivity. Right. I, I would love to see how this stuff could pan out down the road. And and like we've said before, this is all of the stuff the sci-fi artists, I mean sci-fi authors, have talked about. Yeah. You know the things that are coming. You know, and and it's. It's really close, you know. It's really close. I can remember, I want to say maybe three years ago, the first time I saw a video of a hologram. It was some somewhere in Asia. I don't know if it was Japan or, or, or where, but it was a, a, a female hologram, and how that just made airwaves of people. People were like, wow, this is this is 
knew this is amazing because I think she was doing a dance or something on stage. I think the first time I ever saw it was a baseball card. (laughs) Those those hologram, like slightly different hologram. Right, right. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, IKEA has announced their own smart HD TV. You have to just bring it home and put it together yourself. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> Solder your mother. No, are you serious? No. I don't know. I don't watch TV. I don't. I don't like. Are TV. they? Are they selling TVs? Or you, is this a total April? Fool? No, I'm doing material. <laughs> that, that was terrible. Hey, I went for it, man. No, oh, they're they're actually doing it. Yeah, Swedish first, semi- first they decided to to build their own town, and now they're going to have an integrated TV and furniture. Uh, of that course, you can purchase. It's called the Upleva. The internet-compatible device features built-in Blu-ray and DVD player, FM radio, and MP3 input, hidden speakers, and a wireless subwoofer, so your neighbors oh, will man. love you. Everything can be operated from a single remote control. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, that sounds very Apple-esque. It looks like a <laughs> giant iMac. <laughs> I mean, it's just a white TV. Cool, Ikea. Cool. Yeah, I see it. Cool. All right. Of course, you know, it, it'll be reasonably priced. It'll ship flat, so you can put it on top of your car. Yep. You'll get it home, love it for three years, and then put it up on Craigslist. Pretty so, much. So <laughs> that, that's the life cycle of the IKEA TV. Just that's like the life else. cycle of anything IKEA, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Who put that in the dock? That was terrible. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't the guest. All right. What do you guys think about TV apps? Is that a... Um, is that something developers should invest time in? How many of you guys have an Apple TV or a Google TV? Either of you? Two of us. Me and Larry do. Yeah. Oh. And how no. do you feel about apps on it? I don't have a problem with it at all, considering before I got my Google TV, um, DirecTV has a few applications in their package, and... I know I only use one of them. Do but they I use charge you for all of them, even though you only use one? Of course they do. Come on, man. But yeah, I had the. Um, they have an NFL uh, fantasy football app, and it linked into I want to say NFL.com, and it was really pretty neat to see my different stats of how bad my fantasy football teams <laughs> were doing. You know, as I'm watching the ball games or watching anything else, because it would just pop up as like picture in picture. Oh, that's and cool. It, is it like it an overlay? In real time. You know, it, it it had it had the whole league. I could see who who was playing who, and what their scores were, and so forth. And and then look at further detail on my team. You know, but it it was pretty neat app. I don't use it anymore now that I have Google TV. But yeah, I'm for television applications. I will be for this kind of stuff when you can have a device that you can take your tablet with you and when you get home you set it in its home dock and there's your TV and everything is powered then then I'll get interested I watched the um part of the what was it yeah I guess it was the Super Bowl that they streamed on NBC oh yeah kind of what's that did you watch that they streamed no, the Super Bowl they're going to stream the Olympics thing okay I watched it and you know the thing you're talking about oh yeah man I got a little window with my fantasy football this the screen was just full of all kinds of, I can't even remember what you could have a couple different uh, little picture-in-picture views 
uh, statistics. I don't remember what all the crap was, but the truth is, I liked it a lot better to just sit back and watch the game. It's too distracting, right? I didn't want any of that crap that was floating around the screen. So I watched it for a while just to see what it was like, and then Uh I turned it. And then I turned it off. Too many widgets, huh? Too many widgets, man. Too much signal. As they say, when you're sitting back as opposed to leading forward, you just want to sit back. You wonder why we're all insomniacs is because we process massive signal overload day to day, and most of it's crap, and we filter it out, but that still takes its toll. Is that my problem? It's making us retarded, Ant. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. I sleep like two hours a night. I lay in bed for eight, and my eyes just twitch. It's the Jeez, worst. You've got, a, you've got a bad man. It's the worst. You know, hey, Ant, another thing, that, that Google TV, I've got one too, and all I ever use it for is watching TV. You should send um, it to me so I can write a review about it. Well, I, keep, I promised, uh, what's our editor's name? Damn, I forgot her name. Gina. Gina? That I would. And I will. But uh, She wanted to me, me to do a review, too. There you go. But you did one, didn't you? I read one of yours. That was on my personal blog. Yeah. But anyhow, it's so slow. I, I don't know what it, you know, we were talking about speed before. Um, it's mighty slow. That's why I've heard the main complaint is that they're just either way underpowered or software's not running as optimized as it perhaps could. Yeah, my reviewers in chief are my grandchildren, and they nice. say, whoa, the internet on the TV set, this is cool. Let's play a game. Uh, Dad, your web TV <laughs> sucks. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Just run the apps that are on there, and you're fine. Yeah. Hey, you know, I- I really enjoyed the concert apps on there. Um, I believe it's called Kello, stuff like that. Man, it's it's been really nice. And then, but it's just and, full screen, and you watch the concert. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you basically rent it and stuff like that. Yeah. Some of them are some of them are free, but it's I've really enjoyed just some of the off the wall content that exactly. you don't get from your your cable providers. Cable, yeah. You know, and I'm not yeah. necessarily having to sit in front of a browser either. You know. Well, it's it's disappointing how much stuff they won't let come into that browser. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping. Do you have any idea what their plans are for the Tour de France? That's all I. Can. Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, shit, man. I would definitely pay for an app that, you know, just gave me the TV, the the old, uh, uh, versus TV stream. That'd be oh, good enough for me. Oh man, that would be hot. Yeah, wouldn't it? Honestly, I think until those companies get their shit together, Mike Rothman had the best. Like, you need, if you want it on there, you need a TV tuner, and you need to get it straight from the cable provider. Like, there's yeah, but no... Then, then you're back it in sucks. there. Yeah, um, absolutely, that, and it that sucks. That defeats the whole purpose. But yeah. I, don't have a, I don't have a cable provider. To get that stuff and watch it live, <laughs> like, that's really, right now, the yeah. only, like, real But I'd rather do it a la carte. I'll, I'd happily give them twenty five bucks for. Oh yeah, you and like a billion other people—they're just yeah. not listening. Yeah. So hey, you gotta—we're getting kind of towards the end of the hour here. You got a screw up for us, Larry? A historical Uncle Larry nah, screw up? I only have those two screw ups, you know. I ever I talk? I've done some ever, ever, oh, ever, man. All right, well, somebody <laughs> else. Let's either other people should talk about their screw ups, or you gotta let me talk about. I got some kicked old out of full sale screw ups. I got out kicked of out of full sale. Does that count? Out of wholesale? Full sale. You mean the college? Never mind. Moving oh. on. Is there anything <laughs> else you guys want to cover before we wrap this up then? 
You want to talk about the ebook thing? I feel like it's been talked to death, uh, but do you one? guys have any? I put a whole bunch of stuff at the end, but I came too late. What was the ebook thing? Oh, uh, the about Amazon, the, the price uh, fixing, the Apple lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, the price fixing. Yeah, collusion, colloidal. <laughs> yeah, I guess ebooks are gonna. Hopefully, what, Amazon what is will uh, start lowering prices. As Am- did did Amazon lower prices? What is the Yats stance? Oh, I guess it hasn't been. I guess it hasn't been decided. So when they do decide it, it'll, they'll lower prices. So Yats yeah. says price fixing bad. Got it. Anything else we need to talk about Any, that anybody brought that that we didn't cover? Going I put with? a whole list of stuff down at the bottom, but I came in. Well, late. hit me with started, something. Put hit, that. Put Larry, that at the start of the hit list. Hit me with for something. Week. What? Yeah, I, I don't say, know. I I put three or four things at the end of the. I but I did it. Oh, uh, you want me to actually find them and present them to you, or what? Oh, the um the mobile, Cisco mobile data growth. Mobile data There's accounts. All, I, I put four or five uh, African connectivity. The undersea cables to Africa have just you know really popped, really grown exponentially this year. Well, that's fantastic. Now we can get our Nigerian scams in almost real time. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> Maybe a little more going on. I didn't feel, you know, Larry, I I didn't feel like I was getting enough. Talking about not clicking on things. All the Mac users are going, whoa, really? Click, 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 click. I didn't think I was getting enough spam from Nigeria. I'm I'm glad. I hope this really influxes the the internet with spam. I am a Nigerian prince. Give me money. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, mobile data accounts for 85% of cell traffic and only 39% of cell revenue. What's the deal with that? It's because your mobile provider is ripping you off. <laughs> to put it oh, bluntly, it? Oh, is that it? we are all getting complete. This is copyright math again, guys. Yeah, no. These plans are just... The, the Ting is really... You remember I told you guys last month, Ting. last yeah. week, or about Ting. They've got... You know they've done away with this idea of plans. They're essentially charging for you. You pay for what you use. Um, I hope they make it. How about I just give you twenty bucks a month and you just let me use whatever I want and not be a dick about it? Can we do well, that? I'd be willing to pay as a function of how much I use. But but this idea, like these, you get these plans, right? The least plan I can get is a from uh, this Verizon guy is a thousand minutes of talk. Shit. Am I going to talk for a thousand minutes on the phone in a month? I don't think so. Or I hope not. Uh, I I mean, it's ridiculous. The plans just don't make any sense at all. We have Uh, like five people on my plan, and we have 900 minutes, and we use like 200 of them. We send like a billion text messages, though. It's ridiculous. That's the perfect family right there. They don't talk to each other. I know. (laughs) We all just text. (laughs) Yeah, like how many text messages can a person send in a month? I guess if you're a teenager, you can do it. I think my biggest month was around 4,000. Holy so, shit. Are you serious? Is that high? 4,000 text messages in a, in a month? month? Is that a lot? I don't know. Sounds oh, like my gosh. Good Lord, man. Jesus. So, Larry, you you yeah. thinking to do a plan similar to how you would do the, the water bill at your home. You know, you, you got it. You, you got you, it. You use... Uh, how many? How many? Water. How many bits did I use this month? Okay, right. here's your check. Yeah, it's all bits. Storage is all bits, and bandwidth is all bits. And yeah. that's the way it'll be someday. Yeah, can you imagine your water bill? 
Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, you got uh, used 82 gallons of dishwashing water and <laughs> That's 44 right. gallons of toilet water. You went over your shower water cap. Shower water, and you went over your garden limit. Oh, <laughs> We're going to have to throttle your... the garden when you go over your garden limit. <laughs> We're throttling your shower water for the <laughs> yeah, next two right. weeks. You're throttle your shower <laughs> Exactly. That's the... What is it? T-Mobile. That's their oh, thing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you can have high speed up to so much, and then we throttle it down. You're chasing water out of the faucet. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> And then they'll have the government guy come to make sure you're not putting your shower water in the garden. Yeah, that's funny. That's that's funny, and we laugh about it, but there's people listening to this right now that are being like, man, I got that letter. That ain't funny. <laughs> I'm getting throttled. Shit. Hey, what are, you, what are you guys using your electricity for at home? My what? Don't you think you should charge different for TV electricity than for refrigerator electricity? Well, I think no, we need to have electricity plans, right? I mean, we need to have, you know, 900 megawatt there plans. If you want the megawatt. pot grower special or you want right. just the bachelor <laughs> pad <laughs> premium, yeah. like, it depends how <laughs> Yeah, really. Like, it's cool. I'm on the pot grower special, but I only use it during off-peak hours, so I get a right. great deal. Yeah. They love me there. There you go. That's great. Okay. All right. That's cool. Well, anything now else? Now we got to turn off the refrigerator for the next three days. You're right. <laughs> no phone calls. Only use the telegraph. Hilarious. <laughs> Larry, you want to, before we get out of here, you want to tell us about this this uh, welcome trust? Was that yours, I, I imagine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was mine. The, uh, you know, the there's a, the way scientific publication works or has worked up to now this is just yet another thing that's getting disrupted by the internet you would write an article you would referee articles for free for the journal you would be an editor you know do editorial work you do all this free labor for journals and then the journal would publish your article charge you a page fee for for publishing it and then turn around and sell it to your library or to you as a for a uh, are you guys still there yeah Holy shit. I think we're Larry, here. Larry's we're going here. down. Can you guys, guys hear me? Yes. Yep. Larry's going down. Larry? Wow. This I got the I can't I can't see you. I feel like I just Larry just butt dialed us. I've ever seen. My we're hangout. Here. Okay, now you're back. Larry. He must have gone I over got his the, hangout minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Larry's getting throttled. That's it. That's it. Damn. You get only for hangouts, man. I, it's true, man. This my hangout thing. Just the weirdest little. Go- That's it, my bad, guys. I watched white too much a Netflix. Google uh, guy in a bed came on. Hey, are you sharing uh, hangout minutes with someone seen. else in your family? That's probably the issue. Yeah. yeah you know, no, if you can call our our Anyhow, service hotline, that's what I was we saying can really quick. Get you on so a about. Uh, there's a whole movement now of people. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Tell us, Larry. I don't know. I can't even hear your jokes. All right, but we're going to end the there's show. There's been a, a Thanks real for movement listening. the last several years to do to publish for for researchers to take over and do their own publishing. Uh, there was just there's a publisher called um, shit, which one was it? One of the major El Xavier. What's that? <laughs> you guys are playing around. El Xavier. There's like ten thousand people have signed a petition saying they will not cooperate publish with or edit review articles for them. So there's a whole scene of trying to push science into the uh, 
and to open, you know, make scientific results open. And Wellcome well, Trust is a big deal. They're they're the second biggest after Bill and Melinda Gates funder of research. And now, so they're saying to their authors, they're going to put pressure on their authors to only publish <coughs> in open places, and um, <coughs> they're going to get heavily involved in this stuff. So, what is this going to end up being like the Wikipedia of scientific research? <coughs> Not the Wikipedia. It's going to be reviewed scientific journals, but they'll be online. They'll be reviewed by researchers, and it's there going won't to be, be some the publishers in the Britannica. Up some money in the in the middle. So it'll definitely be accredited. And it'll all be yeah. Oh, all this stuff like Public Library of Science is is the biggest one right now, and yeah, it's all highly respected and highly reviewed, <coughs> and um, completely open. Not only open publication, but open data. A lot of people are starting to publish data sets. That's good. That opens it up. And, you know, really, uh, the the research world, it's all good stuff. It's all opening up. That's good and, for citizen uh, science. So the whole sort of Internet ethic, you know, it's good for professional science, and it opens it up to citizen science. And it's gonna, it, will, it will accelerate the advance of science. It really will. Um, and it's, but publishers like Elsevier or... Uh, nature publish the guys that are making a ton of money publishing academic journals really have to look back at their business models they're gonna get their asses totally kicked out so it's disrupting it's it's similar to what's going on with the music industry the internet's changing scientific publication wow Larry is there but, uh, anything the internet can't do <laughs> love it <laughs> Besides, get, internet. I love the internet. Besides, get Larry in a... <laughs> yeah, the one thing the internet can't do is get the damn phone company to charge reasonable rates. <laughs> Come on, internet. Not yet. What's up with that? You just wait, though, pretty soon. All right, well, I think that's another Yats. What do you say? Carrie, uh, yes, thanks for joining yes, us. Hey, I'm glad to be here. It was a lot of fun. Where can people catch you? You writing over on a new domain.net? Absolutely. We can find you there. Excellent. Larry, where can people find you? Well, I do once in a while I do a new domain.nets. I've got uh, Google Plus posts. I've got a blog. I've got a bunch of blogs, actually. Uh, uh, but it, it gets more or less neglected. I can send you. Well, go to my Google Plus profile, and there's links to all of the above. That sounds good. And if you go to yetanothertechshow.com and click the crew. You can see links to all of that. Ant, what'd you write lately? Uh, I haven't gotten anything out there as of yet. I'm still working on an item right now for a new domain. Tease it. But I'm not going to tease. Tease it. Tease Tease it. (laughs) You are such a tease. You know it. Nah, this will be more for the geeks and um, trying to open folks up to the world of Linux. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you can find my writing on uh, a new domain.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at I Have No Life and on Google Plus at Aunt Pruitt. You guys spell life urban, right? Yes. L Y F. L Y F E. Word. Well, all right. <laughs> Yet another techshow.com. Check us out on iTunes. We got a Twitter. We got a Facebook page and a Google Plus, of course. Be friends with us. Be friends with us everywhere. And thanks for listening. And tell your friends. And we'll catch you guys (laughs) next week. That's the end.
Thanks for listening to Yet Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.